Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If we don't have trust, then we don't have anything. And the fact that you would even say something like that, man, and it's like, where are we right now? If you don't trust me, then we don't have this. Did he say that? That's my ex that was cheating on me. Oh my God, that's hilarious. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your host and your big sister, Violetta. So today, my special fun guest is... <laughs> no, very special. <laughs> very fun. Very special. <laughs> My special today, my special fun guest is Manon Matthews. I do know your name. I was looking just for the beginning of the questions. Kill me. Today, my special guest is Manon Matthews. Not only are we long-term friends, I don't know how the pronunciation for that, but I'm really fond of her because she has such an easy name to pronounce. And as you know, I constantly struggle with people's names and pronouncing them. So thank you. My name's that. easy to pronounce. Manon Matthews. Yeah. People ever, it was like Manon, is it Manon or is it Man- Manon? Really? How many times people mess it up? You're the first person I've heard say, it's just so easy. I love that. That made me feel really good. Wait, is your last name still Matthews? Yeah. Oh, okay, That's cool. easy. Ooh. Um, Middle she, name Lucy. Pardon? Middle name Lucy. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Why is that? That was my grandmother's name. That is so sweet. <laughs> Why? What's so funny? It's not. <laughs> it's so sweet. Just giggly. <laughs> my energy. my middle name is my dad's middle name. My dad's first name, I mean. Great. Alaya. Oh, Alaya. Mm-hmm. Are you Alaya? <laughs> Which, you know, some cultures, people go by their middle name. Yeah, who? My friend from Portugal. Well, she has a really long name. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I have 18 names. She literally has 18 names, but her two first names are Mel Daniela or Daniela Melchar or... Mel Daniela. I'm not sure which Mm -hmm. one is her first name, but I call her Daniela, even though her first name is Mel. Yeah, it's like in class when they're like, my name's Steve, but you can call me Matthew. (laughs) Like, for why? (laughs) Or they have this really foreign name that no one can pronounce and they just say, just call me Kathy. Yeah, when I came to America, I I was going by my Israeli nickname, which was Vital from Violetta. Mm -hmm. In Israel, I just shortened it to Vital because in Russian, it's Violeta, and then Vita is a shorter name. And in, in Hebrew, you can rhyme Vita with Pita, like Pita, mm-hmm. food. I know so, Pita well. Like the bullying was already starting. So then we just said, okay, Vital, Vital, Vital is the, is the most common. Like there's Lital, Avital, Revital, whatever. So I was like, okay, Vital. So when I came here, and I remember I came, my first day in school was the last month of eighth grade, and I said, uh, they're like, what's your name? I was like, Vital. What? Vital? Jennifer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> People in eighth grade called me Jennifer or Jessica. Wow. Yeah. And you just were like, you let that go. I really had no identity until I was like eight, 
18. Yeah. So really, I didn't care what people called me as long as, as, long they, as called they called me. you. <laughs> I My French way of saying my name is Manon, but Manon. Manon's just easier. When I go to Starbucks, I say Lucy because trying to stay Manon at Starbucks. Right. Yeah, you know. But there was I was at a party uh, eight years ago, and this guy, it was really loud, and he said, what's your name? And I said, Manon. And he said, Adam? And I said, yeah. Because I just was like, for, I don't want to repeat it. So he thinks my name's Adam. <laughs> Adam? He keeps seeing you on the internet and he's like, I knew her when her name was Adam. <laughs> she transitioned. She changed. She looks good. <laughs> We're wearing the same sweater, but not. We are almost wearing the same sweater. We're literally same wearing outfit. the same outfit. One of us is pregnant. Guess who? It is me. Just and I'm kidding. just bloated as hell. <laughs> it's her. She's pregnant. Uh, how, how many months are you? Six and a half. Is that the second trimester? I don't know. I just started the third. Oh, so the third is when you start to really show, right? Yes. I mean, I feel like I started showing at like six weeks. No, but everything about you changes. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Face. Yeah, apparently the last month your face goes... Maybe. I don't want to say that. (laughs) My sister has been pregnant three times, so I've seen her transition. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) transform. Transform. (laughs) Violetta. But then it's just so incredible just to watch the the woman body. Just A, the fact that you produce a child inside there that just starts with little things. And then like the fact that the umbilical cord connects to you and then the baby eats your food. I mean, don't even get me started on that. Selfish, may I say. It is selfish. It's very selfish. It's really rude. And I don't know why it works that way, but I make him, it's a he. I make him know. That yeah, because they bring nothing to society. No, yet no, no job, no, no nothing. They have no agent if they're going to be in the entertainment industry. Yeah, like they live rent free, and they're just like for fruit. a long time. Yeah, like just give me, keep me alive. I'm like, you want me to reroute my whole life so that you're okay? Like I had stuff to do. I had a life before this. You know what I mean? And where is that now? There's yeah. not much I can do. I lay around a lot because there's a human in me. There's two hearts in me right now. There's a penis inside of me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's not mine. No. That's weird. And people don't talk about this. <laughs> they don't talk about it I enough. Think, you know, because they're not ready to have this conversation. No, no one wants to hear about kids. If you're in your thir- 20s or you're a teenager, you're single, you don't want to talk about pregnancy and babies. It's so annoying. I didn't care at, at all until I got pregnant. Then my whole world was like changing. And I'm like, <gasps> Oh my God, I've become this woman and I feel like I'm softer and like more loving and more feminine. And yet the achievement part of me is like, I need to be doing more. It's really a lot of conflict. Really? What's your favorite thing so far about positions? What's my favorite sex position? What's your favorite sex position? (laughs) (laughs) Just missionary. But what were you actually going to ask? Missionary. (laughs) Do you know which one that is? It's when the you. Well, I guess there's, yeah, it's when the woman or the person is on the bottom and then the man just is on top sliding in and out. Yeah, It's people don't realize that pregnant women have sex, but it's also pretty good for opening the cervix (laughs) for, yeah. So sometimes if your water won't break, one of the ways to break your water is to have sex. I look forward to it. For my sister, it was to see my face just so she can be like, get out. And her water broke. 
Oh. So I helped her Would, second pregnancy. Should I call you? Or her first pregnancy. When I'm waiting for my water to break so you can get in? I think it's just a sibling thing oh. where everything about your sibling irritates you. Your best friends, no one else can talk badly about you, but everything about them irritates you. And of course, me just breathing in the same room as my sister mm -hmm. while she was trying to give birth irritated her. Because I came in and I was like, I have a camera. You want to, you're going to want to remember this. It was her first pregnancy. And she's like, get out. And the minute she, we hear, pluck. We're like, oh, I'm like, you're welcome. I close the door. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I guess if you came to me, I'd be like, hi. Exactly. Like nothing would happen. You're a calm person. You don't person. irritate me. <laughs> well, I don't irritate my sister, but sometimes it's just easy to, I think, to go off on your family members. Well, also with siblings. all the hormones. Yeah. I mean, pregnancy is no joke. Like, it's wild what happens to the human body. I actually have a whole new appreciation of women that I just didn't. I mean, I love women, but like now I'm like, oh my me, God. You didn't. They're, I hated all women. They're just suck. <laughs> Not all women. <laughs> but Let's be three clear. Particular women. Um, yeah. Leave in the comments so you think that <laughs> they are. No, and now I'm just like, oh my God, we run the world. We in the most beautiful way, like we're warriors. We're so strong. Our body, I can't believe my mom and grandmother and every, like the way that we are here is what like, is what my body is doing now. And I just am so appreciative of it, like in a whole new profound way. It's like opened my eyes and all the women that are reaching out. I thought my world would get smaller when I announced my pregnancy. I was like, well, now yeah, no one's going to care. Yeah, follow you. Yeah. It's like, oh, now she's going to be a pregnant mom. Thor's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my God, my world got bigger. People started reaching out. People like want to know things. People want to offer help. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Wow. I was really limited in my thinking. Anyway, go ahead. Aw. Okay. So Cute. I really quickly, I do want to introduce Manon. It's important for anyone. <laughs> Since we just went, it's no big deal. But for anyone out there who may not know who she is, which you're such a silly goose for that. And you're probably just lying, but that's okay. I'll still go ahead and introduce her. She is an internet celebrity, a comedian. She's known for her many, plenty viral vines and videos. If you recall what Vine used to be, it was before Musical.ly and before TikTok. And she's the OG. She's known for her YouTube skits, for Instagram skits. She's a Libra, but she's on the cusp of being a Libra, so it may not count. Although she gives me Libra vibes. Yeah. She's an author of Funny How It Works Out, personal stories and lessons on how I got my shit together. Have you had any other books since? Oh, I thought you were going to say, have you had any other shit that you didn't put together? No books. Okay, so that's the main book that she's written, which had to do with one of her last relationships, which we'll discuss. But it is funny how everything always works out, huh? Yeah, it, every, it always does work out. And to me, it is funny. <laughs> did you ever, yeah, did you ever imagine a few years ago that you're going to be sitting here pregnant, ready to pop? I've dreamed about this. You've dreamt about this? <laughs> Okay. Okay. So this was your, yeah. This is what I wanted. Okay. This is why I got pregnant was so that you'd have me on here to ask about to your talk pregnancy. about my pregnancy because I need to talk about it. No, you're, you're carrying it well. Thank you. Oh, really? You. Yeah. Thank pregnancy you. looks good on you. Aww. You're so little. Oh Yeah. I feel huge. It takes people about 10 minutes and then they're like, Oh my God, because I'll be like, I'll start rubbing my belly. Because they don't go to straight to that. Actually, yeah. I have gotten some weird looks. Um, so how are you today? <laughs> uh, sneezy. I feel really good. You feel I, good today? Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's some tiredness in the third trimester, but I w I've been pleasantly surprised with the energy and the how good the hormones would feel in the pregnancy. First trimester, terrible. Second one, I'm like, oh my God. I'm, it's like, feels like ovulating all the time. Oh, right. Ovulating is when we're in like the summer months. Mm. 
um, as a woman. You're the first guest that I have that I ask, how are you today? How are you doing? This says something positive. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you usually have people are like, I'm not good. And then you yeah. have to coach them. No, I don't have to coach them. We just kind of, you know, they open up. But so you're the first. I, th I think I've realized how important it is. I think we don't ask each other mm. as frequently. How are you? Well, they do. But a lot of times they don't mean it and they don't actually want to hear the answer. Right. But maybe you really do want to hear the answer. At least while I'm recording. There's space yeah. for it. Yeah. Earlier you said you didn't even ask me, but you're probably saving it. I was saving it. <laughs> why, would you, why would you say that? <laughs> For joke purposes. Earlier, I didn't ask you because you rang the doorbell and I ran up the stairs. I have like the stairs that there's only less than 10 stairs. And I'm running up the stairs to say hi to her. I was already so out of breath. Yeah. It took me two minutes to get back to normal. Too big of a house. <laughs> no, it's because I'm just so out of shape. I work out. I am too. I work out. When I try to be consistent right now, I only work out like once, maybe twice a week. This week, I'm working out twice a week after not working out for three, four weeks. I don't love it. Uh yeah, no, I know. I don't know. People on the internet always make it seem like working out is so fun. It's not that. I mean, not everybody does that. It's just the fitness people. So don't follow them. Yeah, it's just something to do. And after I work out, I'm always like, does this actually help? Is this for real? Yeah, like, I think I'm like, this I working so. out does it actually make a difference. You don't feel good after. I don't feel good during. I feel good after. I don't feel anything. What do you do when you work out? Pilates, boxing, personal. Training. Wow, that's all really good stuff. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Well, I gave you a positive answer because that's where I'm at right now. I'm so... And I don't want to miss the moment. Like, I got to be honest in my authentic self right now. I'm not always good. Right. But talk I about love this? that. No, 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 no. I love that, that you are appreciating the moment right now because that's another thing a lot of us don't do is when we are having those happy moments, we don't realize how precious and awesome they are. We don't appreciate, oh, wow, I'm happy today. Things are going well for me. Not just, doesn't mean financially or it's just the most amazing things are happening. You're just, oh, I feel content today. How nice. Yeah. And I used to dumb that down because I didn't think it needed to be acknowledged and I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable in case they were going through something because I know what that feels like when I'm deeply unhappy and I see a happy person. It really triggers me. So I don't want to trigger anyone, but I'm not in that place anymore. I'm like, no, no, no. That's never going to meet. That's not me taking care of myself if I'm lying to make them comfortable. I did that my whole life. So I don't do that anymore. Right. I was a yeah. chronic people pleaser. And I was like, I want the tone of the room to be harmonious, like a Libra. And like, so I'm just going to match energies. It's like, well, what if my positivity and me being in my peace raises them up from where they are? That could be great and helpful. So, you know. Yeah. I love that. that you find I was it. also projecting that like they would be upset if I was happy. Right. That so is something that we do that we don't realize, that we just make assumptions about someone else. And that is a projection because we don't actually know. Yeah. Because I've been also surprised by the way you said, oh, that was really positive. That was nice. You could have gone either way. You could have been like, that was, I hate this. <laughs> I just would never do that. But yeah, I could have, but it's just not me. Well, it's just the, the, the point is, is your response shouldn't determine me telling my truth. Yeah, 100%. So has your pregnancy journey, do you feel like it impacted your mindset and personal growth? Absolutely, in all ways. Over the years, I've worked really hard on trying to keep my ego in check 
and just be a well-balanced person, a worker among workers, not get too big-headed, not try to feel too small in the world. And I think I've struggled actually to keep creating and keep thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is a gift. Like I'm, I'm bringing joy to the world. I often will tell myself I'm not that significant. And I mean it in a way of like, when I started saying I'm not significant, I don't matter. It like took this pressure off of me because I was an only child and I felt like the world revolved around me. And so I needed to like take the pressure off because then I started getting really bad stomach aches. And so now I'm trying to act, I'm trying to reinstill that I matter. But what and what I will say is that being pregnant, now I feel like I don't matter again. Like, I'm like, who cares? Like, my needs, who doesn't matter? It's all about the baby now. And so I guess something that I'm feeling, the the positive changes that have been made in my mental health are that I've been in a lot of surrender of what is, not trying to resist the pregnancy because it does cause a lot of physical changes and I'm a very physical person and I didn't love gaining weight. I didn't love the irritability. I don't love just laying around. Like I want to be doing, 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 but I'm not a human doing. I'm a human being. And so it's helped me be more present in the moment, surrender to what is, be in the day, you know, not to future trip on, oh my God, what is it going to be like when I'm giving birth? Is it going to hurt? You know, and then hearing other people being, you know, projecting their pregnancy onto me and trying to just say that's their experience and just like have my own experience and be really present in my body, which for a long time I wasn't present in my body. I was like, you know. Well, by the way, your whole thing of I don't matter because you have a baby now, you do matter because if you don't survive, your baby won't. Totally. So you kind of do. And I need to set a good example. Yeah. Of taking care of myself. And that's, I, that's my one challenge right now is that I'm thinking about is like, oh my God, I really hope I don't lose myself because I could see a lot of, this, this is what happens to mothers is they go, okay, I'm a mom now. That's my identity. And that's, you know, what? <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with you. Like, that's so funny. You've I seen guess. it probably. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that that's happening already. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I love comedy. I love dancing. I love fitness. I love self-help. There's so much that I love that I don't want to lose just because I'm being with my baby. But at the same time, my baby's only going to be a baby for how long? And those moments of connection is actually all I want anyway. And that, of course, is going to feed a huge need. My yeah. number one need is love and connection. So that will feed that. And then I might not be driven to do all the things that I was once doing. I might, maybe, I think, yeah, so you won't know until you do it. I think that's the funny, what is it called? Is it the power of elimination, whatever that thing is called. But it's literally where... I don't, I don't know what I want to be in the future. Well, then you have to try various jobs until you figure it out. I don't know if am I going to lose myself as a mother? What is my identity? Well, guess what? Then you have to try various identities until you figure it out. That is has to do with the power of elimination. You eliminate the things that are not for you. And you're also allowed to change your mind at any time. Mm -hmm. Maybe today I felt that I was needed as so much as a mother, but now my child is 13 years old and I'm finally ready to focus on myself <laughs> 13 years later. But you know what I mean? So it's just... We don't always have to know everything right now. In fact, we shouldn't even be thinking in those terms because that is ruining the present moment of what is because it is always changing, like you said. When I started podcasting, getting back to my online store felt like the furthest thing from my mind and it felt like it would be too hard. And guess what, you guys? I'm bringing back my online shop in the next couple of weeks because it is so easy, all things 
to Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the quote-unquote launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to that, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow, whether you're promoting protein powders or you're selling merch or whatever it is, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you are selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers, with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to any other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort, all thanks to their Shopify magic, your AI-powered all-star. I'm obsessed with that. Personally, I thought it was gonna be so hard to start building my online store again, but it was so easy with Shopify. I'm so excited to finally launch my shop with my merch for Christmas. So Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and million of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Like I use all of their little programs to help me figure out exactly what I need to do to make my website look amazing and how to attract more customers because businesses that grow Grow with Shopify. So sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash adulting, all lowercase, okay? Go to shopify.com slash adulting now to grow your business no matter what stage you are in. That is shopify.com slash adulting. I think that's why I struggled for a long time being in long-term relationships because the thought of forever really freaked me out. I was like, I don't even know what I want for dinner. Why would I assume that I want to be with this man forever? Like, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. My personality changes all the time. Me at 18 is completely different than me at 25. Me at 25 is literally life light years difference than me at 30. Like, you're going to ask that I... I don't want to know the future. I'd like to be in the moment. Like that's what I'm craving at all times is to be as free as I was when I was a child, when I wasn't thinking about even a moment later. I love that. I'm still like that. What would you say some of the most valuable lessons that you've learned so far about yourself during this pregnancy? That I'm a lot more feminine and tender than I knew. That's really sweet. Yeah. I've been so comedy driven in my life, which is a, it can kind of be a more masculine thing. You know, I like, I love the feminine and masculine energies within all of us. We have, we have them within all of us. And I've learned a lot about that and how the masculine is pretty much the container holds the feminines, like the masculines, like the cup and the feminines, like the water and they need each other. They need that balance because without the cup, the water just spills everywhere and they lose all sense of time and space. But without the water, the cup's empty. And so it's this beautiful dance within each of us. And sometimes we can get out of balance. And I'll say for a long time in my life, I had a very masculine mask on because, you know, the masculine is kind of the achievement, right? And the, the feminine is about flow and creativity and just like getting lost in the moment. And they're both necessary. I think I was in, at least in my romantic relationships, kind of the more masculine one. I was always like, like we got to be on time. We got to do this. This is where we're going to go here. And now I'm just like a puddle. But it's been so nice. Yeah. It's been so nice to just let my man kind of lead the way 
and kind of direct me a little bit. I can rest and like just be pregnant because I'm never going to be pregnant with this boy again and be present with it. It's helped me, like I said, surrender and just like be a lot more tender and feminine and compassionate than I've gotten to be in the past. It's just a whole new phase of life that I didn't didn't expect. I love that. Yeah, you do, you do seem way more grounded mm. than I've seen you in the past. I mean, we've seen each other three other times, but... Yeah. <laughs> in the other three times I've met you, you seem way more grounded right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I was probably... I'm sure the first time you met... I mean, I was I probably remember. bouncing off the walls. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean... I tried to always contain my energy, and that we was both really hard. had... We were we young. We both had really outgoing personalities. Yeah. It's like... If you put me, you, and Laura together in the same room, we're just... It's a lot of energy. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I like being positive. I like being around people that are positive or grounded or calm because if someone's calm and grounded, it calms me down. Same. But it, it is it is hard for me to be around people that are very negative. That's something that I can't adapt to. It's a struggle. I have me. the same thing. Are you a Libra? No. No, I'm a Scorpio. Nice. That's right. I'm on the cusp. I, I get it. <laughs> Do you have, what's your moon? Aquarius. Oh, I love Aquarius. What's your moon? That's what I want him to be. Aw. <laughs> trying to hold him in because his due date's Capricorn, but I'm going to... Well, you can be on the cusp too. Yeah. What's your moon? Pisces. That's why I cry all the time. Oh. And Aquarius. That's the only true. reason is just because I'm a Pisces moon. There's no other... No other reason. ...data for me to be crying. Yeah. Right. No <laughs> other reason. Yeah. It's my Pisces moon. <laughs> Got it. It's like I love it and I, you know, kind of get it. And then there's the logical side that's like, this is so dumb. But I see both sides, Libra. No, it's not dumb. I think. No, I just have that piece in me that's like, this is ridiculous. You're crying because you weren't held as a kid. Or like you're crying because you're, you're, you're triggered crying for by your inner child. Yeah, exactly. It's not because you're a Pisces moon. But then the, oh. the other side of me is like, it is though, because it makes sense because the stars and the astrology oh, yeah. and the water, like I see, I can, I have a healthy balance of. No, that's so true, actually, because sometimes. I can't get over something or I feel resentful for a long time and I just harbor it in or I don't know how to discuss my emotions. I'm always like, it's because I'm a Scorpio. And then I go on TikTok and I watch Scorpio videos and then people saying like, people just don't get how it is for us Scorpios. And I like that. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. exactly. You get me because we're Scorpios. I've done the same thing with Libra. <laughs> I'm like, see, look, and I tag, I tag Johnny in it. Johnny's my boyfriend and I tag him in it and he hates it. I'm like, I'm like, see, Libra, I told you. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, no, it's because you're upset that this thing happened earlier yeah. and it made you feel like you weren't good enough and it triggered the inner child. I'm like, oh. Have you, aside from all the joy that you've been experiencing during your pregnancy, have you had any unexpected challenges that have hundred percent? So I've had a huge rash down my side and it I it's made half of it miserable. First of all, I'm again, I'm so physical. And if I have phys stuff that's physically off, it my whole mental goes off. And I've had a rash down my right side from the pregnancy for the last four months. So allegedly. every day I'm just like this. From the <laughs> allegedly. The pre alleged pregnancy. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Maybe. It could be blownness. <laughs> like maybe she's just bloated. Yeah, it's a burrito. I. It's been so itchy all time that it's made a lot of my days really uncomfortable. Oh. Sorry, but that's that. That's the unexpected challenge. So unable to move as much because you're such a 
mover. Person. Yeah. Mover. And I have a lot of energy and I move through a lot of energy. That's how I like move through a lot of my emotions or I've learned to is like move it through. If I'm feeling something or I don't shake it off, move it through. Like don't try to hold on to it and harness it because that's when I would get stomach aches. And so to lay down is hard for me. And, and But I walked around Europe for like three weeks last month and that was- Is that hard? No, that was really nice. That was like, oh, okay, just walking. Like any walk, even if you can just walk, as as reg- whether you're pregnant or not, just walk. Keep. My mom walking. walks twice a day, which is more walking than I do. She Good walks for her. In the morning and then evening time. It ex- it le- gets your life longer. Wow, she's such a cutie. And um, I I talked to the OB. I was like, you know, this rash, and their only answer for three different appointments was, yeah, pregnancy, it'll go away once you give birth. Then I went to a holistic practitioner, and she immediately was like, oh, that's candida coming out of your skin. You're going to take an aloe vera pill. You're going to take charcoal so that it comes out a different way. And guess what? It's going away. So just stay open, the holistic <laughs> practitioners. Exactly. Oh, and I remember <laughs> a lot of your TikToks have to do with a lot of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, my favorite TikToks of Manon and videos are the Air One. Oh yeah, Air One videos—they go viral. They're so true. They make fun of exactly how people are at Air One in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and it's just spot on. A lot of it's me making fun of myself. Yeah, I do shop there, but I don't buy groceries like unless it's a specialty item. But the the hot bar is on fire. Hmm. Have you had hot bar, Air One? Hot bar. A hot the, bar? The food? Yeah, the food. Yeah. It was uh, is that what it's called? No. I guess not. What uh, well, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not as free I'm not a frequent shopper at Air One. I, I go if like someone's staying with me and then they must go to Air One and then I end up be like an idiot getting my groceries there. And I'm like, yeah, don't milk, do $12, I guess? That seems normal, I guess. <laughs> milk? <laughs> yeah, their milk is $12. Okay, so one thing about Manon is that she has been an inspiration to so many women, women who are too scared to start over. They, they feel like once something happens to them, that's just how their life is supposed to be. And then they're stuck. And that's just, they have to accept that that's going to be their life forever. Manon, prior to getting knocked up with the man that she loves, Manon was in a pretty destructive relationship. Not just destructive, like a story that you're like, huh, what the hell? And she married a man that basically ended up being nothing like the man she met, but she was strong enough to leave and then, you know, write about it and share with the world. So do you kind of mind sharing about that past relationship, just how you two met and what happened? It was 2017. Uh, we had met through Instagram. It was a really beautiful experience of like, wow, this must be meant to be. It's kismet because, you know, I found this man on Instagram. I really liked his page. I felt like he really stuck out. I felt like his eyes spoke to me. And then I went to send him a message, saw that he had he wrote me 18 months before. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And we connected right away. Like there were so many synchronicities, right? Like he was born on the day my parents got married. He he looked like a Viking. He was he was my type let's just say that and like had an accent which if they have an accent that's that means that they're trustworthy that was what I said I was like oh accent that must mean he's gonna be my husband oh (laughs) and he has tattoos like yeah it's really hot yeah he has pretty eyes like I'm that's all I need I don't need to like investigate further yeah Uh, it just felt right It actually really did. Yeah. It felt so right. He was so present with me. We got engaged after four months. Once he finally moved over, because he was living in Australia, 
a Scottish man, but lived in Australia. He moved over and we spent every day together and laughed and were really present. We cried a lot together. He really cared about animals and like would help people across the street. And so I was just like, this is just a good man. And he was really there for me. You know, I remember I bought us a house on Weddington five days before the wedding. Just another weird. I bought us a house. So Yeah, I say it like that because then when you hear the ending... It's yeah. kind of like, well, man, and like there was a lot of red flags. Right. Not saying not earning money is a red flag, but when you're a guy and you let the woman pay for everything and you don't feel any sort of guilt about it, I think that that can't be good for your self-esteem, I'm assuming. Well, research shows when it comes to cheating, one of the highest percentages of cheating usually happens when the woman makes more than the man. Yeah, because they're emasculated and they don't feel powerful and it just no. chips. Some chips, men chips. are okay with it, but I'm saying they have to really be comfortable in their masculinity. Go yeah, on. And then so. a month after our wedding, our beautiful wedding in Malibu, his whole family came to this wedding, spent all their money to be there. They flew from Scotland, from Australia. It was a great wedding, beautiful. My dad walked me down the aisle and we were crying and it was just, it was a great day. And then a month after the wedding, I got the wedding photos and my, my, best friend took me out to a coffee with his girlfriend and they basically sat me down and was like, you know, the guy that you married, I think, I mean, they knew him really well too. It's not like the guy you married. They were like, oh, I'm not going to say his name, but he's basically been sending nudes and nude videos in your new house <laughs> and really mean, I guess. I don't even say calling mean because it's not, it is what you make it. But I got to see like a hundred screenshots of him messaging another woman, you know, Manon's nothing. She's useless. She's just a roommate. You're my true love. I'm about to blow up on the red carpet and I want you by my side. And by the way, he hadn't done anything to be on the red carpet for, but I don't know what that was. Um, other than him just feeding his ego so that this woman wouldn't would entertain someone who just got married because that was really strange that she was like messaging him. And it just blew my world right upside down. It made me question every single thing I knew of reality because I was like, but this man's obsessed with me. He treats me like a queen. He loves me. Like I know he loves me. Right. So what is he doing? Why? Uh, how did I not even see this coming? Like this is so weird. He's never mentioned wanting to be with other women. I've given him nothing but a safe place to discuss that if that was something that he wanted. I wasn't your I wasn't your average jealous uh, girlfriend checking phones, making it an unsafe place for him to be himself. In fact, I always was encouraging the opposite. Like if you ever feel anything for any girl or you get curious, I'm right here. Let me in on it. I just want to be in the boat with you. And because I believe that if you share it, it kind of dissolves and it takes the power off of it. We're as mm -hmm. sick as our secrets. So for me, I've always been taught, like, say the thing. Say the thing you're scared to say because once you out it, it dissolves. And so he decided to keep some secrets from me. And so then you, did you confront him about yeah, the that, one woman, the news? And by the way, yeah. that is mean. The fact that man's like, I mean, I don't know what the, your definition of mean is, but then he was like, Manon is nothing. She's a loser. She's pathetic. I can't wait to dump her. Um, I mean, it's your call. What you think, what? Are you, are you joking? That is so, well, here's why. I just, because it, I feel like if I say, oh, that person was really mean. 
Yeah, that's true. It's like I'm I think I've just been so trained to take responsibility for how I interpret life. Right. So because I didn't take any of those things personally when he said Manon's boring, she didn't he didn't say pathetic, okay? He said useless. Sorry. (laughs) He said I was useless. Sorry. And I (laughs) and boring and nothing. And just a roommate. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's not what the wedding vows said but okay again it had nothing to do with me I didn't take it personally I wasn't like oh my god he's right I am boring like I don't feel that way oh he yeah. also said she's not sexy again if he would have said Manon's not funny no I her think videos oh, he actually stopped. did say that oh he did say it wasn't funny okay and they both like laughed about how not funny I am <laughs> but right. but here's the thing when you're mad at somebody you're not gonna think they're funny so he had like must have built so much resentment towards you me. treating him so well? For me treating him so well and giving him a beautiful life and bringing him to America. Buying him a house. Buying him a house. I get it. I get where he's coming from. Yeah. He should, he should be, be really on this podcast, Yeah, not you. He should be really angry. Yeah. You know, bring, getting him all new friends. So then did you confront him? Yeah, that night. You confronted him that night, and then what did he say? He fell to his knees and apologized and said, I'm sick. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't mean anything that I said. I was just trying to keep her attention because I feel like I needed to make you small in order to for me to feel powerful, which all made sense. So I was right. like, okay, well, then we're good. Get up. Let's go to dinner. Yeah, let's work <laughs> through this. No, I just was like, I. he was this mess. He was crying for like, he wouldn't stop crying. And so I was like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. I knew that in my heart. Plus, they just got married. And also, I think for a lot of us, it's hard for us to, if we already have a reality and who someone is, it's hard for us to then see a different version of them. It's happened to me in the past yeah. with friends or partners where someone shows me a different version of them. I'm like, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense because the version that I know is nothing like that. And it mm-hmm. takes us so long and so many times for people to be like, look, this is who they are. Uh, so what happened I next? to visually see the proof to go, oh, I don't know who I'm dealing with. This man is capable of a lot more than I thought. I didn't, I didn't think he was capable of like lying to this extent. This is wild. I just had to reroute and understand that this well, man's in a lot. He apologized. He cried. You forgave him. Yeah. And then- Well, what? I didn't forgive him. Well, you, I guess I did. Yeah, I did forgive him. You wanted to work through it. So then- No, I, I had him leave for a month. You had to move out. Yeah. With, oh, and then you guys were going to therapy together. Yeah. So I had to move out because I needed space to feel my feelings because immediately when he was in pain, I was like, well, man, it doesn't matter. Are you okay? You're in a lot more pain than I am right now. <laughs> like this, this is hitting you hard. Women. <laughs> we are just. They say like awesome. 80% of women have like autoimmune disorders because it's just like we just try to do too much in the world and men don't deal with this because- we, we feel everything. We're the peacemakers. We're trying to make everyone comfortable. We're putting our needs to the side to make sure that everybody feels okay. And by everybody, it's making sure the men feel okay in the world. Yeah. And it's just too much. And so we need to really start taking care of ourselves. And so him at least leaving the house was a good way for me to take care of myself and actually get centered on like what Mana needs. And then after a month, it was clear that he wasn't changing. How was it clear that he wasn't changing? He came over one night after we hadn't seen each other. And, you know, over the month he said, I'm, I'm working on myself. I'm cha- I'm like doing the deep work to change because I want to change. I don't want to be this way. And I went, you know, I see a lot of people change. I believe that people can change, even though my dad's like, people don't change. <laughs> I'm like, but they do. 
I see a lot of people. If like you want to, you can. Yeah. You know, don't don't get stuck. And then we were like on my bed, not like doing anything, but we were just sitting on it. And I something in me was like, you need to check his phone. And so I said to him, can we check your phone? <laughs> I really want to look at your phone. And he got really defensive and uncomfortable. And that just gave if my- If we don't have trust, then we don't have anything. And the fact that you would even say something like that, man, and it's like, where are we right now? If you don't trust me, then we don't have this. Did he say that? That's my ex that was cheating on me. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That is the, if if they react like that, then there's something they're hiding. My ex, every time I'd be like, are you cheating on me? If we don't have trust, then we have nothing. And the fact that you react like this, you know what? I'm going to need some space. And then I say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. What can I do to make it up? He's like, I need space from you. And then after a few days of space, I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. And I'm like, can you please forgive me? And then he's like, yeah, we're good. And it was just him cheating on me. It's fine. I'm sorry that happened. You didn't deserve that. I don't regret anything that's ever happened to me. I think it's all life lessons. Yeah. Now, because now you know. Because yeah. that, that now you have that. <laughs> I didn't hold myself to high regard. So how could I expect someone else to? Damn. See, not a victim. I've never been one. Correct. I love it. I love that mentality. That's awesome. I wish more women would think that. More and women, go- more people in general. More people. A yeah, lot of people sorry, here. More people. No, I just mean... <sighs> A, a lot and of people victims have- too. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I'm kidding. They are. I'm being facetious. Men have a really high suicide rate, actually. Yeah, they need love. They don't. They, they need love. They need. They we need all need learn. love. Yeah, people in the end of the day need to learn how to love themselves, not depend on other people to give them that love. You know what? Something in me is like, you need to look at his phone, but I'm not going to just do it without his consent because I don't do that. So I tell him, I'd like to look at your phone, and he gets all weird and squirmy like you just did, and then we look at his phone, and I just see women after woman like, I love you, I always have, all this weird stuff, and like flirting, and I was just, that, I got more angry then than I did the first time, because I thought, like, fool me once, shame on whatever you, fool me twice, shame on me, that's exactly what, I was like, oh, this is my fault, I, I'm expecting him to be like a different person than he was a month ago, this man is deeply, deeply rooted, sick, he's been doing this behavior for so long, this isn't like a new thing that he picked up, Right. He's been an attention seeker of women and had maybe sex and love addict issues for way longer than when I met him. So for me to be like, he'll change for me. That's like my ego being like, I'm that powerful that like this man's going to reprogram his entire brain and his entire being because he loves me and because I'm amazing. No, like this, this is so we went to therapy for three months. After that? After that. Because... You know, by the way, when you were talking about the the thing, it made me think of that one video of that one girl that's uh, sitting sitting and looking on the phone, and then the guy keeps showing her Instagram photos and then looking at her, and she's like... And that's what makes me think of, like, you going through his phone and being like, this woman, this one, he's just like... (laughs) But what's funny to me, I think, if he would have gaslit you, he would have been like... Well, I thought you just didn't want me to talk to that one woman and I stopped for you. Yeah. So how can you be mad at me? I, wait, you wanted me to stop talking to all women? Yeah. Okay, then then say that. Why didn't you say that? That wasn't clear. I, that's what I would do if I were a man. But as a woman, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so I decided 
And he decided he was very willing to go to therapy and pay for half of it, which I thought, what a man. If I would have walked away before the therapy, I think I would have taken away a lot of the healing that then happened in the therapy. Because when there's a third party present, so much feels, I guess people just feel safer to share more in a different way. I can see him differently than I was seeing him and vice versa. And we got to cry a lot. And if I would have left before the therapy, I think I would have and I just would have broken up with him. I think I've always would have looked back and been like, well, what if we worked on it? And so we did work on it. I didn't see the changes that I needed. And so when I was done, I was actually done. And the freedom of really knowing like, oh, if I continue being with this person, that's me harming myself because at a deep level, I really just don't trust him. I don't want to start a marriage where I don't trust the person. That's me harming myself. Like, yeah. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to be wondering who you're texting, uh, what you're you? doing at work and not wearing your wedding ring and all this weird stuff that he was doing. It's just like, so when I walked away, I walked away and I haven't looked back. And that's the most freeing thing ever. Like, I'm so grateful that I never wonder, like, what if? Like, I don't have that. Right. And now he gets to ruin someone else's life. Which he has. They've messaged me. That's weird. I wonder. His past girls, some past women have messaged me that he dated saying that reading my book was like reading their exact experience. Yeah. Which only made me go, oh my God, I'm so glad I like am not there anymore. I remember when we spoke about it, when you guys met, he said something to you that made you think, whoa, this is Kismet. I don't recall. And then a woman reached out, whether it was a poem. It was a song. Oh, he. It was our wedding song. Their wedding song, and then other women ended up messaging her and being Saying like, "That it was the same wedding song. That was our song too." He said that was going to be. He our showed me song. a song day two of meeting him and said, "I haven't shared this with anybody. Please just listen to it and let me know what you think." And I did, and I had the thought, "This is our wedding song," so like that was on me. But that's what I heard in my head. I was like, "Oh, this is the song we're going to dance to at our wedding." So I said that to him. Uh, and he said, I know it is. That's why I haven't shared it with a single soul. I've saved it for us. And I was like, see, like what kind of life is this that we're just talking? And I didn't feel fear. It didn't come from like a, he needs to know this is our wedding song. It was just like, you know, sometimes I think we're really intuitive and it was our wedding song. One, he didn't have to show me that song if that was his song with an ex-girlfriend. That's weird. Two, don't say I've saved it for us. Just say it was a song with an ex. Like, no, be he was honest. Just manipulating. Yeah, you. it was manipulated. And, and it's just there's nothing worse when you think you have something unique or special Ugh. with someone, then you find out, oh no, they did that with me too. It was a horrible feeling. Yeah. Because that song meant so much to me. And that song is literally and will always be only for him. Aww. That's my experience. And when I listen to it, I start sobbing and I I, I send him so much love. And you know, he can't say the same because that's probably his song with many women. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks during that song. That's really sweet of you that you can still send him so much love. Um, well, that's the only way I can feel free. A hundred percent. I don't want to be mad. <laughs> yeah. Holding on a grudge or resentment is only going to hurt you in the end, not them. Yeah. Because we're all connected. So if I'm praying for you, I'm praying for myself. If I'm mad at you, I'm mad at myself. So I don't want to hold on. I don't, I have a baby that I have to like only give love to. So does Look, me no good to stay mad at them. A hundred percent. Looking back now, do you feel like there were red flags that you just completely missed yes. so other people can avoid these red flags in the future? Yeah, yeah. Man. Like? I was sheltered and I had parents that really like seemed, loved, you. loved me. So oh. I was naive. And so I really believed everything he said because I was like, no, I know I am lovable. So of course you just see me. That's all. 
I wasn't like, this is weird. Why is he coming on too strong? So love bombing. Oh, I I'm, I do the same. If someone love bombs me, I'm like, that makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> I am all that. Exactly. I'm glad you see it so quickly. <laughs> me too. Great. I know. <laughs> So you can't, you can't love, like, I don't get upset about love bombing. It works on me because it makes sense. It yeah. checks out. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a red flag. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. The guy that I'm with now did not love bomb me because he had self-respect and he was like, I'm not going to use this as a way to get her attention and to get her to love me. A person who goes oh my God, I'm gonna just compliment you and t make you feel amazing and intoxicate you with this love that you reflect back. And oh my gosh, that is a manipulation tactic so that you get hooked in on them. But also not everyone knows that they're doing all, all these things and now people think that they are psychiatrists, psychologists out of nowhere and they know because they watch a TikTok video for two seconds. Not Most people are innately good, honestly. And I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. People yeah. don't purposely want to go around hurting people like some hurt people do hurt people but they a lot of people don't want to do that yeah. on purpose even people love bomb i uh, loved bombed him this guy's obviously a completely separate case a lot of the time they don't know what they're, they're doing that they he may, probably didn't even know what he was doing then either maybe i don't know he may have known i'm not that guy specific i'm talking about other specific cases a lot of times people just a lot of times people give love in the way that they want to receive it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say words to other people in the hopes, subconsciously in the hopes mm -hmm. that I want to hear it too. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You did such a good job. And then I'm like, will they ever say it back to me? <laughs> you know, you give love the way you want to receive it a lot of the time. Or you don't give love because you didn't have it and that's what you get back. Yeah. So because words of affirmation for a lot of people, that's their love language. And if they use it properly without overwhelming the person in the beginning and it's reciprocated personally as someone... Words of affirmation is one of my love languages. For me, like I need to hear words and I need to say the words back in order to feel loved. So for me, it's really important. If, if that wasn't with the partner, I would be constantly confused with feeling unloved. Mm. So I just think it's interesting how people are just so different. Yeah, I don't need words. You don't? No, I need touch. Wow. Well, I there was like times where my ex-husband would say words to me really early on and my body would lean back because I think I was didn't believe him. But I didn't know it at the time. I just thought, you know, we joked and he was like, there's something wrong with you because I just told you, like, you're the most beautiful, hearted, beautiful. Like, he just love-bombed me and said all these kind things. It wasn't all the time, but my body was telling me, like, watch out for this. Maybe your body knew that this was something off of the way he was yes. saying his intentions weren't being clear. Because there were other times where he did say it, and I felt it. And I was like, yeah, that's genuine. I think our body knows when something's inauthentic. Did you ever have uh, nightmares while you were dating him, if you can remember? Yeah, I woke up screaming. <laughs> what, what kind of nightmares? Do you recall? No. Mm. That there was Sometimes there was just darkness. And heaviness. So there's this one dream that if you dream of somebody, well, not they don't have to even chase you necessarily, but if you dream of somebody where you can't see their face or without a face, it means that in the real world, in the real life, there's somebody in your life that is masking who they are Oof. and is not being true with their real intentions. Fascinating, right? Yeah, that's creepy. If only you would have called me. I would have told you. Yeah, you would have said, what your are your dreams? dreams? What are your dreams? Let me interpret them for you. Yeah. So what are the other red flags? Love bombing. If they tattoo your name on their heart, that can be a red flag because he never told me he was going to do it and he didn't. He was covered in tattoos. And I think... After how many months did he tattoo you? Like six months, maybe. 
based on history, we've learned that that never works out. The minute a person tattoos your name on their body, divorce. Sometimes I think that that's a way for them to prove something to themselves that they're like not admitting because it's kind of like you don't need to show your relationship on social media if you're really like in love and you really like are present with it. People that like shove it down your throat are trying to prove something and I feel the kind of similar with some people that have tattoos. Yeah, oh. but it's kind of like, look, I have this. I can never cheat on you because any woman will now see this name. So you should know, like, this is how much I love you. Yeah, I'm like, I I should just know. I should just feel it. I yeah. shouldn't have to see it. But to each his own, what else? Another red flag. My gut was just telling me a lot of the time. My body was talking to me and I wasn't listening because I wasn't trained to listen to my body. I was trained to listen to what you said, check in. How is everybody else feeling to determine how I'm feeling? And that's on me. You know, I never got – now I, I'm very different. Now I'm like, well, what is my body saying? Okay, I got to follow my body. I got to listen to my intuition. Our intuitions are so strong. It's always speaking to us. And it was on me that I ignored it. That's why I take responsibility for this whole thing. Like this is not – a him issue. This is, I called this in. I didn't listen to my gut. That's my part in this. You grew up with a loving family and then you made that assumption that people are innately good and loving mm-hmm. and you met someone that said all the right things and you said, great, that's a marriage like my parents, are your parents still together? Uh, they were married 23 years. So you said, great. I grew up watching my parents have a good marriage. I would think, okay, never yeah, mind. Yeah, I did. I definitely did. I also think... As a kid, it wasn't, I wasn't perfect and I was taught not to listen to my intuition. Right. So I, I didn't have a perfect childhood at all. I definitely was taught to just obey and, and do what everybody else wants in order to feel comfortable. And I think that that bit me in the ass later and it's made me really struggle with boundaries. You wanted to be loved. You met somebody that gave you those feelings of what you were looking for and it felt right. And At the time, you just didn't know any better because you wanted to believe everything this person was selling you to be true. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they sell your dream and then they come short because they can't actually afford that dream. And he couldn't afford that dream. Sabotaged it bad. Yeah. Who he is was not who he presented to you. Not at all. What happened with the house that you bought? I lived in it during the pandemic and then I sold it. Did he try to get a cut? Okay, (laughs) thank God. No, my dad was really sweet leading up to the whole wedding and basically made us get a prenup. And another, one of the reasons why I trusted him is because he was like, yeah, of course, this is moving really fast. I understand. So I was like, oh, see, he's not in it for the money. Oh, thank God. He didn't get any money. At least there was, he was that. He was really easy through the divorce. Yeah, he was like, let's mediate. You keep all your stuff. I'm not trying to take anything from you. He felt really bad. So looking back now, is there anything you regret? I mean, I would love to say no. I'm just obsessed with where my life is today because I am. I am in a four-year relationship with a man that I trust and who's completely opposite of him. I'm pregnant with a boy. I really do love my life today. And if I could go back, it's hard because I I loved the lessons that I got from this. So I'd love to say no, but there's another side of me that's like, no, I I wish I could have my time in New York as a single woman because that's what I desperately wanted was a relationship with myself of freedom and, and pausing and exploring and mm-hmm. really would love that time back because I was young and living in New York City and it was so fun and I immediately got into this relationship that took up a lot of my time and attention. But then what if you wouldn't have been able to appreciate your current partner? Or I wouldn't be. You wouldn't have, right? Yeah. So it's hard to say. I'll get I'll just move to New York later and 
have it look differently. I don't know. We can't have joys without sorrows. <laughs> True. Amen. Amen. Can't have one without the other. Yeah. What gave you hope again in trusting people after your last relationship? So then anyone out there that's currently feeling like they can never trust someone again, what what kind of changed for you? Don't take it personally. Their behavior had nothing to do with you. Don't generalize. Not all men are scumbags. That man was. That man was in pain. That man is not a reflection of all men. There are really good men out there that are trustworthy, that have worked on themselves, that did come from really good families, that were loved, that really want to love you and hold space for you. I'm really grateful that, you know, within a, with not even a short time, that I had a little opening in my heart. And that took ending the previous, you know, being done and walking away cleanly to even be open to spending time with another guy. And the guy that I started spending time with was light, easy, fun, funny. My body relaxed around him. My Over time, my body started leaning in and feeling just this warm safety. And when I would hear a song from the wedding or something that reminded me of my ex, I would feel my feelings. And the man that I was with started just pat rubbing my back and saying, let it out. I got you. I got you. If you need to cry every day for the next four months, four years, like you deserve to just feel your feelings. And I went, oh my God, he's holding the space. Like he also helped heal my heart because he Aww. gave me his presence and he didn't make it about him. He didn't go, you shouldn't be feeling this way. Like you're with me now. He, That's like not what he did. <laughs> he was just like, yeah. That's really sweet. He allowed me to be where I was at. It's great that he didn't show love through words of affirmation because that's ex the opposite of what you needed. So it was great that you were able to feel safe in his space because he didn't start with, you're just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I can't wait to marry you. I know we, we just met you, but I know you're going to be my wife. And Yeah, that's that's now to me a red flag. It yeah. wasn't before. Before I was like, that's courage. <laughs> courage. <laughs> you're speaking how you feel. That's amazing. No, in fact, when I told Johnny I loved him, or I was falling in love with him. He didn't say it back. And oh. that was all I needed to be like, okay, this guy, this guy is something. Because that's courage to, well, one, I made sure that I was telling him not as a motive, but just as a way to express myself. I, I knew I was it was a risk that he wasn't going to say it back because I was already kind of gauging the kind of man he was. He really respects himself. He really loves himself. He thinks he's a prize. He's not like, oh, I'm lacking and therefore I need to attach to this woman and get her to love me to feel okay. He... He really values himself. And so he was like, I'm not going to say it until I'm ready. And guess what? We waited a while. And when he said it, I felt like he really meant it. And it came from him and his discernment and his feelings. And then I really felt like I earned it and appreciated it. And he's been like that the entire time. He's He slowed me way down. Like I'm a very was a very impulsive person. I love a good high. I love feeling excited in the world. Like was always running around. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, so much slower paced. Yeah. And he's made me more patient and and soft and like, yeah, I guess it is good to take your time. Like it's like building an Ikea thing. I'll build it in eight seconds, but like I missed eight screws, but like it's built. He'll take eight weeks and I'm like, like just build it. And he's like, but I have to make sure that this, and so it's like. That's my dad builds things. What? 
making sure it's all in yeah, place. Yeah, and I'm like, I rush through it so faster. Yeah, so it's a really good balance because I think I help him take action quicker. Yeah. And I think he helps me like just, you know, read the fine print, which is good. So I don't get screwed over. I love that. I love that. That's really... How do you envision your role of a mother shaping your future now and then your sense of purpose? I think being a mother is also about almost getting to reparent yourself, which is a really good opportunity for me, is to love the parts of me that didn't get the love that I needed when I was younger. So I think I'm going to give a lot more like touch to my baby for Aww. a long time. I don't think I'm going to put it alone in a room and just say, like, oh, cry it out. Like, I'm not doing that because it goes against my instinct. My instinct is if I, if a woman hears their baby cry, their instinct is hold the baby. Hold the baby. You don't need to sleep train it at one month old and just have it self-soothe. Like, I don't believe in that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to follow my instincts and trust them because I lived a long time without trusting my instincts and it, it hurt me a lot. And I Johnny was held as a baby for like a year he slept on his mom's chest and he's the most secure man and I go oh whatever he did I want to do that Aww. because I you know my mom went back to work at three months like I don't know how held I was I don't know how much physical touch I was comfortable with for a really long time but it's what I needed and because I think babies from a young age they can develop I'm clearly not good enough because look I'm abandoned and like what does that do later in life there is a whole psychology behind uh, babies and touch and all that, and even smiling that they process. So there's a they did a whole research about it. When a woman, when the mother is smiling at a baby when it's first born for the first couple of months, versus a woman that's not, even all that the psychology behind it is completely different. Oh yeah, I mean, I created a story that I'm a burden to my dad because I remember being frustrated when he was changing my diaper. Like I had that memory come up. And I go, oh, that's where that started. He was frustrated changing a diaper, probably because he felt like he was not doing it right or whatever. But I go, oh, my God, I create frustration in people. You remember? Mm -hmm. were you get, or were you, was he changing a diaper when you were like six? And that's no, I, he still changes my diaper. <laughs> Till this and day. it frustrates him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're 30 years old. I shouldn't like, be having to do have this. to do this, man. And I'm like, just do it. Okay. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I had that memory come up in a meditation because I was like, why do I feel like a burden? Like, this sucks. Like, I'm well, not maybe a, you are. Maybe I am. It kind of depends. Maybe you are. Maybe that's the lesson today. Yeah, just figure out. If you think you're a burden, you probably, you probably are. are. If you think you're annoying, well, what did you do for people to think you're annoying? Yeah, your thoughts are true. Like, oh, I was really bullied in high school. Well, were you being weird? Maybe. Yeah, don't, maybe don't be weird. <laughs> Believe everything you think. If you have negative thoughts about yourself, those are true. No, I'm kidding. This is all sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm. The fact that you have to tell people now. Is yeah, well, sarcasm. you never know. You got to be clear. Sarcasm. It was all a joke. This was all a joke. Up until even her father changing her, her diaper. Di my dad does not change my diapers. Not at this age. I he think stopped he, last month. He's, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he actually hasn't been doing it for a whole month. So thank you very so much. So proud much? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like a burden now in life? No, but I don't necessarily feel the opposite. What's the opposite of a burden? Like a gift? No, sometimes I feel, I feel like around certain people, 
they get excited. I don't know. I don't know what I feel. You're a gift to your child because you're carrying that little. Yeah, nugget. no, that's still sometimes a, a gift struggle. to your partner because he's glad to have you in his life. We have a mutual friend who I feel like her her under like I think she thinks she's a gift to the planet and it shows and then she is a gift to the planet and I want to adopt a lot more of what she's got going on because sometimes I do think like I don't really matter. Mm. It's okay. I'll be fine with it. I can function that way, but I don't often feel like I'm make much of a difference. And I don't know how to change that. Maybe just say I am significant in the mirror. I think I'm lovable. I think there's qualities in me that are really likable. I think I clearly, you know, I have people coming up to me all the time like you changed my life or you make me laugh so much. You've brought me so much joy. And it feels good in that moment. You know, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, that's really nice. But I still have this block of ever letting it get to my head to where I'm like unaware of something. And so I just keep, I don't know, there's this what your purpose in life was supposed to be has changed since. And I think maybe that your that mindset of you don't matter will change when you have your child. Like maybe your purpose was I hope so. is, maybe your purpose for you is to be a mother, is to finally give all this love that you tried to give to other people or who did a reciprocate or the people that made you feel invisible. Like, you know, you being such a people pleaser and finally realizing enough with that, you take all that energy and you do the best you can as a mother. And I think you will matter to your son because A, he, he literally can't survive without you. First of all, in your belly, then you have to breastfeed him or formula, whatever it is that you decide to do. And your baby will depend on you. I mean, my sister, we weren't sure if she was maternal. She had, we weren't sure if she had any maternal things in her. Like we were worried when, when the baby was going to be born, if she was going to attach to it. It. And when she gave birth, she was the most maternal woman we've ever met. I mean, she loves her children so much. And my sister didn't want to have kids at first. She, when she got married to her husband, she, he knew she didn't want kids and he was hoping she would change her mind and she was hoping he would change her, his mind. And eventually she loves her partner so much and she said, okay, what, what is just one child? And she decided to do it for him. And then who knew? She had her first child and she loved her so much. And then the second one, now the third one, now she's done, obviously, after three. But there's no one she loves more. And the way my, my sister is such a great mother as well. And she makes sure to give the love to her children that maybe she didn't receive when she was younger. Yeah. And she teaches them the, her values. And her purpose is to be a mother along other things that she does but my sister's a great mother and that's one thing that you can never you can say whatever you want about that human being but a mother you cannot say she's not yeah and being a mother I mean to me I really am understanding that there's no greater role on the planet yeah because that's how you set up the adult is if yeah. you're a good mother and you're nice to your kid you're gonna probably make a pretty good adult same with father I think we need both. I think they're both extremely important. And I think a lot of the people that become bad is because they did, they weren't parented or they weren't parented correctly. Well, research they were shows neglected. criminals usually come from parents who didn't want them or a bad upbringing. It yeah. all stems back from your childhood. But as an adult, 
you don't have to live a life where you you think, well, I had a bad childhood, so I guess I'll just be a terrible person. You don't ha- you get to choose. Yeah. When you become an adult, you get to choose how you want to live your life, whether you want to give a better future for your children, whether you don't want to have children, and who you are as a person, you get to choose. You get to choose to not have a shitty life if you're tired of having a shitty and life. And now you have so much access to so much information that we didn't have access before. Like you can go on YouTube and just say how to be better, how to heal. Like there's so much there's so many healing modalities out there to heal. If you didn't get the love that you needed when you were a kid, because a lot of us didn't, because they didn't know how and they didn't get their, yeah. you know. But also, you know, sometimes it's not from other people. Sometimes it's work that you have to do from inside. There's no book or YouTube video because, for example, you feel you have those moments where you feel like you don't matter. And I don't think there's going to be a book that's going to explain to you why you don't matter or someone that's going to tell you, oh, this is why you feel this way. I think that's that's why when you said that I just was silent and I was giving you the space to share that because that's something from within you that you have to figure out why that constantly comes up because because to me, it's not true. Like you do matter. Your existence matters. I think everyone matters and you bring so much joy to the world and you have you have no idea the laughter and love that you bring to the people around you because you're used to each other. Mm. So in my opinion, of course you matter. But I can't tell you how to feel. You yeah. you know? No, I need to be able to say that to myself and feel it from within. And I think the best thing for me is like, yeah, you don't have to do it alone. I think it does start with another person being present with your pain. I don't think it's something that I just wake up and and change. I think I need some sort of motivation outside to kind of lead the way. In fact, for me, like my my own healing, there's no way I could have just woke up one day and just did it on my own. I I needed other people around me to to kind of help heal. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, we love you till you love yourself kind of thing. I do think it needs to come from within. Like now I'm very on self-soothing so like if I feel sad like I say to myself I love you you're safe like I have to do that I'm not gonna wait for somebody else to just like tell me that because that's just like not effective (laughs) but I do think like it's like if you especially when it comes to like let's say somebody saying I don't matter to the extent of like I don't want to be here anymore the best thing that that person can hear is like you know what sometimes I feel the same way me too tell me more Mm-hmm. you know and not made wrong for feeling that way like feeling like you're connected and part of someone else that has also felt that way I think connection is the antidote to addiction is that what you want me to do when you told me when you shared I don't know I, I haven't thought about it of course I felt like that in the past as well I don't feel that way right now yeah of course I felt like that yeah oh that's nice okay <laughs> I'm so sorry what a, what a, you don't have to apologize yeah what I was saying had nothing to do with no of your... course I'm just listening so I'm yeah. listening and then I want to help yeah oh so. that's sweet okay um, so you've also felt like you don't matter of course I definitely have those moments I think the way we how we receive things to feel better is different for you and I I don't get it from other people a lot of times for me it's more extreme where I don't matter and then when I finally feel like I matter I'm like no one else matters so like right now the way I view it's me and my family are the ones I love and the people I love are the ones I love and no one else matters I don't care about other people's opinions all that so that's why for a second when you were speaking you said I feel like I don't matter I'm like whoa for me it's so the opposite right now I feel like everyone else doesn't matter interesting so Oh, I would. That that sounds really refreshing to me to hear that. Well, that's been after because I f- I feel like everybody matters more than me, right? So I know that's not true. 
I know, like, I love that you said your family and friends, like, that is what matters. And I think, I think in terms like that with, like, how they feel about me and how I feel about it is way more important than, like, how someone feels about me on Instagram that doesn't know me. Like, that doesn't matter. I do believe that. Yeah. But, like, it was really nice to, like, I wish I had a little bit more of, like, oh, none of that matters. Well, this is after three, four weeks of not doing well mentally mm. where it felt as if I don't matter. My thoughts don't matter. My opinions don't matter. There's nothing I can do to change or fix things that are currently happening in the world that are out of my control. Yeah. And having loss of control for me is very hard. Oh, yeah. And and then I I was just sitting, watching. I started, because I was t- talking to my therapist, and I said, yeah, I feel, feel like my TV has become like my drug because I just watch TV to kind of check out. And he goes, come on, t- TV is better than drugs. At least you're not doing drugs. And I said, no, I'm watching TV now six to eight hours a day just to completely check mm. out. And I'm behind on work. And even when I work, the TV's on. And he goes, okay, that is not a normal. Like that you should limit, I mean, TV two hours a day. I think that's already a lot. I'm like, well, for you. But he was right because I was just trying to disconnect and I was numbing myself and because I felt like I didn't matter. And it took me by, I guess, you're right. Having what's always has made me feel better in an odd way when people have come to me and they felt like their voice doesn't matter when I would give them advice to encourage them. And I'd be like, people are innately good. You have to believe it. And I was like, if people don't care, we're talking some stuff about Jewish with my friend about Jewish stuff. And I said, if people are going to deny some of our, our deaths, like let's say the Holocaust or whatever. And I said, if people want to deny us Jews dying, then you might as well live. Like that's all you can do, then live. And I'm like giving all this encouraging advice and me giving encouraging advice encouraged me to, oh, okay. So for me, I think that's what in a weird way helps me. So even yes. when you're saying I don't matter and I'm subconsciously trying to give you advice in a weird way, it then encourages, it reminds me, yes. oh, there is a lot worth to live. Yeah, being of service in that way is the antidote to thinking and obsessing about oneself. Like if I can get out of myself, that's oftentimes why I do make the content. And I go, hey, ask me anything. And then I get to answer questions. One, I get to hear my own advice. And two, I get out of my own suffering. So that's a really good tool that you know now know works for not right. just you, but really everyone is like, we, we can help somebody else we realize, oh, I just took like 10 minutes or however long it took where I wasn't thinking about my own problems. And that feel, nothing feels better than helping somebody yeah. else. But I think I did learn something right now from towards the end of the interview in a sense where I jumped so quickly to want to give advice and to sue because it also helps me. And now it kind of, it helped me take a step back and see like, oh, right. It would also be nice if I did first say, I've also been feeling the same way. I've had those moments like, right, why don't I start with with that? That is a comfort that I forgot that will make other people feel better. I just assume, oh, they must know I feel the same as them. Yeah, sometimes people just need to be heard and have that space and that presence. And, you know, something, something that I love to give advice to and something that I'm trying to practice more is, do you want me to hear you or do you want, would you like feedback? Because then they have the option to pick because mm-hmm. no one likes like, this is what you should do or like, this is what I do. And you just got to be positive because even the other day I was, I had an irritated mo- moment at Air One and I sat down and I was like, oh, that really, that was probably the most irritated at Air One I've ever been in the last three years. And because the lines were so long because all of the cashiers were down and I just kept moving and I'm pregnant. And I just want to eat. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And she immediately, instead of what I needed her to say was, 
I know. So lame. Yeah. That's all I needed. It was like, ugh, I know. Just like validate me. Yeah. Validate my feelings. And then they go away because I just expressed them. So I don't need to hold on to them. But instead she's like, yeah, but you're at Air One in the Palisades. And I went, oof, oof, okay, I don't feel validated. And she's like, I'm just saying like gratitude. And I <laughs> like it just wasn't working. Like I was like, this isn't <laughs> this isn't helping my bad mood. And I was like, I think I just wanted to be heard. Yeah, but you're also pregnant. <laughs> I feel like that those that changes. I mean, back then, back in the day, pregnancy was as if you were sick. Which is crazy because the the chiropractic healers that I go to are like, this is the most aligned I've ever seen you. I feel like my body's actually doing. Yeah, but you can't stand on your feet for too long as a pregnant person. It's a known thing. I know that. I've never been pregnant. Mm. Yeah. So, I like, before Manon was coming to my house, I texted her prior to that, and I said, hey, pregnant lady, do you need anything? Should I prepare anything for you? Water? What, what's going on? What do you need? And even when she came to my house, I normally ask people to take off their shoes. And with her, I said, is that okay? You don't have to, because it may be hard for you to put them back on. Maybe I'm overdoing it, but in, in the end of the day— you treat pe- pregnant people differently. They, they're carrying a whole other person in there. It's we don't the know best. what they're going Everyone's through. been so nice. Except your cunt friend. Love it. <laughs> well, she kind of is. And you know what you said earlier? She, you struggle with people that, who are, that are negative. I do too. Well, and this is the one. Gratitude. That doesn't sound negative. Uh, it didn't come out. It, there's a difference between set, telling someone to be grateful and then you just emanating gratitude and then it bleeds over. Right. There's she could have been like, but how great is it? Like, you know what? But at least I get to spend the day with you. Yeah. And then you I would have like, oh, together. that's cute. Yeah. yeah. Versus, it, okay. Understand your privilege. Basically. Lady. <laughs> yeah. Basically, there was some subtext in the energy. If her energy would have been like, yeah, I'm so great. Like if she would have just, I don't, there's a, whatever. Look, I think at the end of this the day. person, I love her. We've been friends for a long time. She's inherently negative. Oh. She'll find something wrong with everything, which is the irony because in that moment she's like, it was almost like she was negatively thinking about like, why would anyone be upset at, and I'm like, you're already judging. Like yeah. I, the point is, is like, I'm not trying to judge my feelings anymore. If I get angry, I used to be so judgmental of my own anger as if it was wrong and ugly. I'm trying to unwind all the judgment about my feelings and allowing myself to just do what I, if a kid starts screaming or a kid starts crying, I don't want to be like, stop doing that. You shouldn't feel that way. You should be grateful. Look, you're alive. I want to be like, yeah, let it out. What else? Let it, let it do it. it, Cause feelings don't last all day. Like sometimes it's just a 10 minute cry or like you're angry. Where's that coming from? And like, I want to do that. That's what I'm practicing with myself is to not invalidate what I feel. I think in the end of the day, we can't expect our friends to always be perfect or to know how we feel. But I think the difference is you have to tell people how you want to be treated or and loved. So you, then you give them the chance to do that. Yeah. So that's a difference. Because I've had with a friend who hurt her toe and she needed some toe bandages. And I said, okay, but it's not the end of the world. At least it's not this and this. And she said, okay. I get it. I was, I really, like, she, the next day she told me, I literally rolled my eyes when you're trying to tell me not to overreact. And I'm like, I get it. I was like, you know, she's Russian. She's foreign. That's why she's not, we're having a miscommunication. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. What did you need me to do? It's like, I need you to, to validate. Like, I don't care if I'm being dramatic. Mm. It's the worst for me. And I was like, 
Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, I thought I, I thought I was I thought I was making you feel better. Yeah, by telling you not. Well, to we think always about think it. we're making everyone feel better, and that is really spot on. Like, how about we start asking for what we need? Right. Or what you did is like, what did you need in that moment? That's such an effective question for a friend to ask yeah. another friend because we are going to mess up. Nobody's perfect. I usually her negativity. I've had other friends be like, she's so negative though. How do you take it? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I find the amusement. Like, I don't take it personally. That she, usually I can take the negativity. And so I'm going, where's, because you said you struggle with negativity. I do too. Mm-hmm. And that's the one place that I feel like a little bit less accepting of people when they're in their negative because it ruins my good mood. Honestly, it's selfish. It's like, I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling good. I'm focusing, working so hard on being gra- grateful. And now you're being negative and I'm, I'm finding it intolerable. Okay, so well, do I need to be that? Do I need to ex- expand my tolerance to no. people that are negative? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's okay to grow apart with friends. And I don't know why people always think that once you make a friend, you're friends for life. I don't think that's the case. No, of course not. Reason a season or a lifetime. Yeah. So you express her, I need you to validate me. And then next, and then she'll either say, I'm sorry, or you can get an argument. I could have been irritated with my friend being like, well, what was wrong with what I said? But you are being dramatic. Instead, I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was so nice. It does suck what's happening to you. Of course, that's terrible. And then every time she brought up her toe for like two months, I was there for her. <laughs> I supported it because I understood. That you seemed to adjust quickly. Well, because I understand. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome that you can just like switch and that you're like, oh, I like that's a really good quality about you. That is so nice of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Saying what I see. I'm a curious person and I've always been very curious about things in life and people. So I like learning about people. I don't I have no problem. I have no ego when it comes to other people's feelings and I want to adjust if if I believe I was wrong. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. I can tell, I should say. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad. And then I get to be there for her. Would I react that way about Tom? No, but that's because her and I are different. I have we went out on Halloween and I didn't like my Halloween outfit and it didn't go the way I thought. And I kept taking removing items and I was trying not to project my negativity onto everyone else, but I was maybe not as outgoing or maybe more quiet. And then when we were in the Uber, she was like, do we have an issue? I feel like you're being weird with me. I was like, no, I feel like you're being weird with me. And I go, you know, maybe I just didn't like my outfit. She goes, I know. Everyone else knew. You mentioned it every two se- Any new person <laughs> didn't even we know met, you were mentioning <laughs> yeah. it. Every person we met, you let them know. And I said, oh, shit. Okay. I'm sorry. My bad. And she goes, okay. This was, I'm going to let it slide. This is going to be the last time you ever do that, though. And I said, you're right. Cool. Now wow. we know. Because she's had her moments. I had mine. Clearly, I'm like, I'm not dramatic. I hate my outfit. I will ruin my whole night. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. It is what it is. Yeah. It seems like you have good friends that you can like just be yourself with. Yeah, it's important. But It's definitely important. But I'm also okay with changing friends if it's not working out for me I anymore. think that's great. I stay too long. So maybe something to think about. I have. I've, this year has been amazing because I'm pregnant. So I, I really am like, oh, no, 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 no. Whereas yeah. before I was like, well, they need me. They need help. Oh, and I would just get drained because I'm like, here's where I stand. A lot of the time I just want to have fun and I just want to laugh and I just want to, you know, I've done so much healing in the world that I'm not necessarily in my head suffering. I'm just present a lot of the time and I want to just enjoy and create. Like these conversations are fun. Anytime I'm making a video, I think that's why I like to create so much is because I feel like present and things are funny to me. So I'm when I'm around someone that's suffering, I'm trying to facilitate so that they can... <laughs> 
feel in their creation too, and then we can create something fun together. But if you're suffering, I mean, I guess we can create some sort of conversation around the suffering, but I feel I felt like there are times where I must attract people that need healing. And at times I, I, I think I was feeling my life a little bit too much with that to where it brought me down. And Johnny would always be like, you don't need to spend all your time healing your friends. Like go create. That's when you're your happiest, which is true. And so this year the baby has been a really good excuse for me to really look at my friendships and see and reevaluate and be like, oh, this is not appropriate. This doesn't feel good to me. I need to move some things around. And when I did, actually, I got pregnant because oh. last year was so friend heavy. It was all about friends and healing and oh. all of these things and frustration because they weren't telling the truth. And I'm like, the truth will set you free if you just are honest with each other. Why is everybody lying? This is so, ah. And then at the end of the year, I was like, nope. And then this year has been bliss because I stopped giving all my time away to well next year is going to be even a bigger bliss because you're you're going to lose half of your friends after you give birth thanks you're not gonna have time for them i mean <laughs> i mean in a sense that you won't have time That's for them great. So. i already lost half my friends <laughs> so that will your baby will get, do a favor for you because yeah well they'll show the ones that are like there and then yeah no, it's, the not, ones that, it's not them that they're you're gonna stop talking to them yeah it's not on purpose you have a baby to take care of 100 you're probably gonna connect more with other women that have children that's yes actually. yeah my whole life's changing it's so bizarre what's the best advice you've ever gotten that you want to oh leave gosh. the listeners off with don't just do something sit there <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know. Don't just do something. That's really good for something someone like me that like impulsively would make decisions and sometimes not always the best decisions. And I think so much happens, so much wisdom and intuition comes when you're pausing and when you're still. Like they say, God is in the silence. Like more will be revealed. If you don't know what to do, do nothing. Great. So that's your advice. God is in the silence. What did you say? God. God is in the silence. If you don't know what to do, do nothing. Perfect. That sounds better than don't just do sit. Well, people, there's a saying. Okay. In America, oh. crazy saying, says, don't just sit there, do something. Don't just sit there, do something. And so this was like a play on words of like, don't just do something, sit there. It's, yeah. It's kind of funny. I thought. She, did, <laughs> she didn't like it. It's fake laugh. Phony laugh. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, where, where can people find you? <laughs> Online, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. What is the handle? Man and Matthews, M-A-N-O-N-M-A-T-H-E-W-S. Wonderful. When are you due? January 19th. That's exciting. All right, you guys, all of our socials will be in the description of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow her. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have an amazing day. And I love you. Bye.